That's a, a beautiful song. Great message to it also. Well, today is a special day, as I've already mentioned, and, uh, and because we are dedicating Tegan Bow, and Connor's already crying. That's all right. Yeah, don't don't lose that that soft heart. So, Kylie and Connor, would you would you mind coming right up here? You can just sit right up here in front of Jimmy and Nikki if you'd like, and uh, that's all right. Um, after service, you can, you can. There's a, some bags of caramel corn out in the foyer, so each person can take a bag of caramel corn, and it's got a picture of Tegan on it, smiling, and it's got uh, the scripture that I'm going to use here in just a moment, also on there. So um, you can take one of those with you as you leave today. But today is a special day, as I've already mentioned, and because children are important around here, aren't they? We believe children are important that children are worthy to be ministered to and to be um, recognized. And she's smiling, or not smiling, but she is wide awake, and she's looking around and thinking, I don't ever sit on the front row. <laughs> but what a beautiful baby that is. And uh, so we're going to dedicate Tegan Bo Sullivan this morning. And baby dedication, of course, that's not salvation. You understand that that's not saving a baby. We're not going to sprinkle any water on Tegan this morning, but uh, she'll get to make her own choice about salvation later whenever she's old enough and start making her own decisions. But a baby dedication is a time whenever, it's basically whenever parents acknowledge that life is a gift from God and that that we're going to give this life back to the Lord. And we're going to honor the Lord with this life and give her back to the Lord. And uh, it's certainly biblical, but a baby dedication is not something we invented or something we made up. It's it's something we find in the Bible and probably the most familiar passage of Scripture when it comes to baby dedications is that, is that passage when Hannah, good to have you Hannah, but uh, when Hannah dedicated her child Samuel back to the Lord and Hannah had prayed, she had not been able to have children, but Hannah prayed that the Lord would give her a son and whenever the Lord heard her prayer and gave her that son, the Lord, or Hannah had made a vow with the Lord that if you give me that son, I'll give that child back to you. And so when the Lord honored her prayer, he in turn, or she in turn, offered him back to the Lord. And her son Samuel became one of the greatest prophets. He was a priest, and he became the last of the Israel judges in Israel. So a very significant time in Israel's history. So Connor and Kylie, they're doing a good thing here today. They're doing, they're, they're doing, doing in my opinion, one of the most important things that they could do for their daughter at this point in her life, and that is to dedicate her to the Lord. And, and I'm grateful, honored today to be a part of the service. One of the great pleasures of pastoring is getting to participate in times like this. Um, I've often said that pastoring is a lot like parenting. You learn so much of it on the fly, and you'll, you'll catch on to this, that you just you, you, you don't have a child and know it all. You have a child and you learn as you go, and, and the same with pastoring, and uh, it's, it's very similar, but, uh, but you also have a lot of highlights and a lot of high times, and this is one of them for me. So I commend you for taking this step. It's a very important step and not a step that we're taking lightly today. But I would like to read a, a few verses to you. Maybe you'd like to stand one more time as we get into the Word of the Lord. I'm not going to preach a long time or teach a long time, but I'm going to be reading from Nehemiah chapter 13 way back in the Old Testament. It's good to have 
Connor's family, all of you here with me, all of, all of you here with us this morning. So happy you could be here. We've been praying for Betty Mashburn, and and Connor sent me a text yesterday and said his great grandma got to go home from the hospital. So we're grateful for that and and uh, thankful for the hand of the Lord. So Nehemiah chapter thirteen, the last chapter of this this not long book. It's not a short book, but it's a Kind of one of those medium-sized books here in the Old Testament. Nehemiah chapter 13, and I'm going to read verses 23, 24, 25. It is on the screen. I apologize it's not a little more clear, but maybe you can see it. Maybe it's in your Bible. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 23 says, In those days... Also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashdod and Ammon and of Moab. And their children spake half in the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them and cursed them and smote them of certain certain of them, and plucked off their hair, and made them swear by God, saying, You shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons, or for yourselves. But I want you to pay close attention, particularly to verse number 24. Nehemiah, of course, the writer of this book, he makes a statement about these children that he had encountered when he came back to Jerusalem these children, he said, they could not speak in the Jews' language. But they, some half of them, he said, were able to speak in the speech of Ashdod and the others of Ammon and Moabite, but they could not speak in the Jews' language. So if I had to title this, my comments here this morning, my, comment, my title would be Teaching Tegan to Talk. Teaching Tegan to talk. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Children learn early, don't they? And probably earlier than we often give them credit. We don't, uh, we don't always catch on and know that they know before we know. And sometimes they, they know ahead of time what buttons to push and how to get a response from us. They, uh, they're kind of conniving at times, and if they want, if they want to, they're hungry and they want a bottle, they cry. <laughs> or if they're wet, they want to be changed, they cry. If they want to be picked up, they know what it takes, they cry until somebody will come and pick up that baby and, and hold her or him, and they, they know what gains a response and so they, they know early, and, and it's interesting how that kids can work that way, but they also learn a lot of skills and behaviors pretty early in life, too. Kids are quick to pick up on things, and they're, they have the ability to acquire skills and learn things. <clears throat> That's why a lot of adults lean on kids to help them with their electronics, because kids picked up on them a lot earlier than we did, a lot of us. But somebody wrote a book several years ago, and it's uh, titled, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Anybody heard of that book? I haven't read the book. I've heard it talked about, 
and I've heard, uh, actually heard somebody teach a leadership lesson based on that book, but the author came up with a list of different things, of, of things that he learned in kindergarten, things like sharing everything and playing fair and, and uh, put back the things where you found them and, and flush. Isn't that a good thing to learn how to, and wash your hands before you eat and, and take a nap every day. And this, this author came up with all these lists and, and I guess the, the point of the book was that the important things or a lot of the important things that he learned, he learned them early in life. He learned them in kindergarten. Um, so you can go read the book if you choose to, if you want to. But Nehemiah, I, was, I, was, I read this, I came across this scripture a couple, three weeks ago, uh, even before I talked to Connor and Kylie about doing a baby dedication. Uh, I, had, I had just come across this in some of my studies and reading and came across this, this, this passage of scripture. And then about two or three days later, whenever they uh, asked if we could do a baby dedication, I just kind of felt like, okay, I think I know what I want to talk about for this service. But this is such an interesting passage of scripture from the book of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah here in our text in these verses, he talked about some children who learned to speak languages. Nehemiah was the man who led a group of Jews back to Jerusalem. After, they, after their time of captivity, a group of the Jews had been taken captive into the land of Babylon. They were under the Babylonians for a number of years, and then the Medes and the Persians. But after that period of captivity, Nehemiah was the man who got permission to take a group of Jews back to Jerusalem so that they could begin repairs on the walls of the city of Jerusalem. When the Babylonians had come in, they destroyed the city of Jerusalem. They, they tore down the walls. And so Nehemiah was that man, and he took this group of Jews back to Jerusalem, and they began to rebuild the walls, and they encountered opposition. There were there was two main individuals in the story named Tobiah and Sanballat who pushed back and so Nehemiah tells how that they battled and how they built at the same time and and after this 50 day 52 day period they were done they repaired the walls and the, the gates of the the walls of Jerusalem and now it was time to dedicate these walls they were going to celebrate they got the singers together here in this the 12th and 13th chapters of, of Nehemiah, and, and they're ready to, to celebrate, and they even read the Scripture as a part of this celebration. And chapter 13, verse number 1, it says that on that day, now just keep in mind, they're celebrating the rebuilding of the walls. And on that day, they read in the book of Moses and the audience of the people therein was found written that the Ammonite and the Moabite should not come into the congregation of God forever. So they're celebrating the rebuilding the walls, and they read the scripture, it says, the Ammonite and the Moabite, they don't belong in this congregation. They're not to be here. So it says in verse number 3, that it came to pass when they heard the law that they separated from Israel all the mixed multitude. The mixed multitude, that's an interesting word or phrase there. It's found in Scripture a couple of times. But the mixed multitude, they were those Jews that intermarried with the people of the lands around them. They married the Ammonites and the Moabites and other places in the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. They call it the mingled people. And in this setting, Nehemiah records this interesting statement here that we read. 
verse 24 and 23 and 24 that in those days he said, I came across some Jews. And these Jews had married wives of Ashdod and Ammon and Moab. And he said, this was the amazing thing to Nehemiah as he encounters these children, that they could not speak the Jews' language. That these children, they were in the area of Jerusalem and they had a Jewish heritage and a Jewish background, but they couldn't speak the Jews' language. And it just simply said that they could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And when Nehemiah realized that these were children of Jewish descent, but they were speaking a different language, Nehemiah went off on them. And it says there in verse 25 that Nehemiah said, I contended with them, and I cursed them, and smote certain of them. He got he just got up in their face. And, and then it said that he began to, he plucked off their hair. That's, I think he lost control. And he got up in the, and he said, and it says in verse 25 that he made them swear by God. He gets up in the face of these, these Jews and he said, you don't let your daughters marry those sons, or those sons marry your daughters, or yourself. And then he goes back and he talks about Solomon. He said, didn't you see what happened to Solomon? Don't you remember what happened to Solomon? How that he married many strange wives and they led him to sin and transgress against the Lord. And Nehemiah was surprised. Nehemiah was surprised by their inability to speak the Jews' language. These children, children, they learn at such a young age, don't they? There's... They, they pick up on things. And these children in Nehemiah's day, these children, they had become so immersed in the culture of the Ammonites and the Moabites and of Ashdod. They got so wrapped up in that culture that naturally they began to speak the language of the Ammonites and the Moabites and those of the Ashdod, of Ashdod. And instead of being like the Jews, they were more like those of those people around them. And I say all that this morning, say all that to Connor and Kylie and to all of us really, that Tegan's going to learn to speak a language as she grows up. She's going to learn to talk a language. And the objective for this, this beautiful little girl, the objective is for her to talk like a child of God. And to speak the language of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of this world. It's, it's going to be funny, I think. <laughs> As she gets a little older and she actually starts forming words. and you guys, I can see this happening, that these two are going to have a little competition about whether she's going to say mom, mama, or dada first. Yeah. What, what is she going to, what's going to be the first words? I'll tell you another word she's going to learn is mine. <laughs> and she's going to learn the, learn the word no. And, uh, but she's going to learn to talk. She's going to learn to say things. And, and I don't, is, is my friend Ryder back there? My friend Ryder, he and I have conversations sometimes. And, and it took me a time or two when, when Ryder would come and talk, tell me about his baby dote. 
it took me a little bit of time to understand we're talking about his baby goat and and his baby goat is uh he told me Wednesday night his baby goat was about this high now and and uh but whenever Tegan starts talking she she's going to come to church and she's going to start talking to people around here and they're going to look at you and say what did she say <laughs> what was what 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 did she say and you're going to have to interpret that but i'm really not talking about the words those kind of words here today but it's it's going to be so important that you teach Tegan to talk the language of the kingdom not a dialect not america but I'm talking about what she's going to understand and what she's going to know, what's going to be in her heart. It's our responsibility as parents, those of you that are parents here today and those of you that are raising kids or have raised kids, it's, it's our responsibility to teach our children. You understand that. It's, it's our responsibility to teach our children what's important. It's not, it's not somebody else's responsibility out there to teach our kids right and wrong. Can you say amen to that? It's not other people's, it's not the school's responsibility to raise our kids and to mold and shape their lives. It's mom and dad's responsibility to say this is right and this is wrong. It's not the media's responsibility. It's not the internet's job to do those types of things. And we understand this morning that if if we don't teach our children, they're going to learn other things from other places, from other people that are contrary to what we know to be true and what we know to be right. That if we don't teach them what's right and what's wrong, we, we can't have the mentality that, well, you go on and make your own decision. No, no, that, we're helping mold and shape our children so that they know what's right and we, they know what's wrong. And they don't pick up some different version or different understanding out there, but we're doing our best to help them to speak the right language. Amen. When God gave the law to His people in the Old Testament, He instructed Moses in the Hebrew Shema, and he told, he told Moses to tell the people of Israel that when you teach your children, include this, they called it the Shema, the Hebrew Shema, it's Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it became a, a foundational rock, if you will, for those Jews, that they often and frequently in their, as many, many different opportunities, they would teach their children, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And when Moses instructed the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 6, he said, when you teach this to your children, he said, teach it to them in your house. Teach it to them when you're sitting and when you're walking and when you're lying down and when they're rising up. In other words, throughout the day, teach your children. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. And the reason the Lord was emphasizing that was that they were in a culture where everywhere around them there were groups of people that believed in all kinds of other gods. All these polytheistic gods or polytheistic beliefs. But God wanted His people to know that there is one God. And as Tegan grows, and it's important, it's going to be important for her. It's okay, she won't bother me. This happens every baby dedication. Y'all, y'all just relax. This is no big deal. This is not a problem. But it's going to be important that when this young lady, as she grows up, it's going to be important that she knows there's only one God. 
and that his name is Jesus Christ. It's going to be important that Tegan speaks the language and knows that Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's important for Tegan to know that kind of a language. It's, it's important for Tegan to know, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the kind of language, and that's the kind of words and the understanding. It's important for Tegan to understand that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Kids often grow, grow up, and, it's, and, and they grow up, and, and they, they often take on the characteristics and the attributes of mom or dad, or sometimes both of them. And it's funny, sometimes you look at kids and you see their mom or you see their dad shining through that individual, their accent or their attitude, or maybe it's the way they look, something about their appearance. But I think that's why Solomon included in the book of Proverbs, he said, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this is my prayer, this is my prayer for this child, for this family. My prayer is that when, by the time Tegan is a teenager, that's a scary thought, isn't it? But they grow up like that. My prayer is that by the time Tegan is a teenager, is that she will know that Jesus Christ died on a cross for her, that he spent three days in the tomb, and that he rose again on that third day. I want Tegan to know that. My, my prayer is that Tegan, as she grows up, she's going to know that Jesus Christ is coming. I want, this, this is not just really for this, this is really for all of us. All you moms and dads and caregivers and people who are raising kids today. We want our children to know the Lord's coming back. We're, we're living in interesting times. And uh, I believe the Lord's the Lord is coming back. We ought to, our hearts ought to be stirred today. The Lord's coming back. We ought to talk about it, tell it, speak that language. It's, you know, here's, here's one for you, uh, Connor. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Bring them up in the nurture. You're a nurturer. Both of you are nurturing people. You love your child. I, I have no doubt about that. You love your baby. And, uh, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition. It's important what language Tegan speaks when she learns to talk. It's going to be important that Tegan knows that she's loved by God. It's going to be important that she knows that she is of value to the Lord. God puts value in the. It's going to be important that, that Tegan understands and knows that she doesn't have to be anybody else for God to, to love her and to be impressed with her. It's, it's going to be so important that this, this young lady understands that she doesn't have to put on any kind of other appearance or be somebody that she's not for God to care about her and love for her. She doesn't have to mimic a celebrity. She doesn't have to be like somebody that's popular for God to even care about her. God loves her just the way she is. And Connor and Kylie, you get to teach her to talk. You get to teach her to talk. Teach her God words. Teach her God words.
Teach her important things. Teach her truth. Teach her what's, what's valuable. Teach her good values. Teach her love and compassion. That's, those are important. Teach her a relationship with God. That would be one of the most important things you can do for that young lady is teach her a relationship with God. Because, and I can just tell all of us here this morning, in terms of eternity, in terms of, of what really matters, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if we can speak the language of Hollywood. You know that? It doesn't matter if we, if we know what's going on in, the lang- in, in Hollywood. It really doesn't matter if we can speak the language of the sports world. It does not matter. In terms of eternity now, it doesn't really matter what talent we might acquire sports-wise or any of those other things. What matters is that we're speaking the language of the kingdom of God and eternity. So teach her and teach her well. And I know you will. I know you will. She's staring at me. She's ready. Aren't you, hun? I heard an advert, and I'm, and I'm almost done here, but I heard an advertisement the other day. It was on the radio just a couple of days ago, and it was an advertisement uh, for to learn a second language. And interesting enough, the name of the company is Babbel. You, if you listen to the radio some, you might know the name of that advertisement or that company. But anyway, this company will teach you in just a few short lessons, and in no matter of time, you can be speaking whatever language you choose to. And it really appealed and, to me, and I thought, well, that sounds easy. And I almost wanted to order that software and think, because what a neat thing it would be for me to be able to speak Spanish. And, and I could hear what my daughter was saying about me when she speaks Spanish. No, I'm just teasing. You shouldn't have been looking at me smiling, but uh, she speaks some Spanish sometimes. But, uh, but I thought, what a neat thing that would be to be able to speak another language. But then I remembered. You're 49 years old. And it's not easy to teach a middle-aged man a new language. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's not easy to teach a middle-aged man a new language. But if I was younger, if I was a little bit younger, and I might just I might be interested in doing something like that, but it's it's a lot easier when you're younger. I've I've heard from missionaries and heard missionaries talking about when they're going on the field and having to learn the language of where they're going and how difficult that is. But we've got a great opportunity here this morning. And we get to teach Tegan to talk. You get you have that that before you. It's it's a it's a daunting task, but it's a great opportunity to be able to train a child in the ways of the Lord. And here's what Paul said to the church at Corinth. He said, "I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. That you all Paul's talking to the church. The church ought to be speaking the same language, he said. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, the same judgment. So this is not just a baby dedication this morning. This is actually a family dedication. This is not just about this baby. It's not just about Connor and Kylie, but it's about the Bobo family. It's about the Sullivan family. It's about, it's about a church family this morning. And we're not just dedicating this baby and we're fixing to pray over her. But we're dedicating ourselves this morning. And we're not going to be sending mixed messages to this child. We're not going to be sending multiple languages, putting multiple languages, but we're going to be speaking the language of the kingdom because when she grows up and she gets older, we want there to be a consistent voice that's coming from her voice, from her mouth. 
So I want you to stand with me if you would, please, and we're going to pray over this child. We're going to pray for Kylie and for Connor. So if, if y'all will join, come on right up here at the front, and uh, can I can I get to hold her? I told Kylie, I haven't even got to hold this young lady yet. Now, don't do that. They're, they're right there. We want to get you on the, the live stream. You're... Isn't that awesome? We better pray before she has a fit, huh? Amen. Church, would you join with me? Let's pray for this family and this child. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today for the gift of life. And Lord, I'm thankful for this child that you brought in this world. And we're thankful, O oh God, for your kindness and mercy to us. And Lord Jesus, this morning, we come to you and I pray for this family. I pray, Lord, for their home. Lord, first of all, we pray for, for Tegan, for her future, for her life, God. That your hand of, of guidance and promises would go with her. Lord, that you would direct her thoughts in the future. Protect her, Lord, when, when harm is, comes her way. And Lord, guide her steps in the ways of the Lord. Use her mightily, Lord, as you see fit, I pray. Lord, I pray for Connor, that you would help him be a father. Lord, that would, be, that would be honorable to you. Pray, Lord, for wisdom in his heart and his mind to direct this family and this child. Give him courage and boldness, Lord, to, to be the man that would, Lord, uh, to be a man of God today. And I pray, Lord, blessing upon him. And for Kylie, pray, Lord, that you would strengthen her and bless her and keep her, Lord, and help her, Lord, to love Tegan with unconditional love. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you would give her wisdom to guide her home and, Lord, to be a blessing to those around her. Lord, and then lastly, Lord, we pray for this church family. We ask, God, that you would put your hand upon us and help us, Lord, to do the right thing. Lord, in our Sunday school classes, every Sunday school teacher that this young lady would have, Lord, would you bless them and keep them. Lord, and guide them, we pray. And Lord, we just put ourselves into your hand and ask for your favor and your blessing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I think she likes it right here, don't you? Sister Jones, would you help us sing a song here? Amen. Want to just hang out at my house today? Wouldn't that be fun? That says it all. We love you folks very much. Here I am to worship. I want you to help me sing this chorus here. Um, praise the Lord. It's here I am to worship, Brother Good, if you want to be on Here I am to All together, worthy, and all together, wonderful 
open my eyes, let me see the beauty that makes this heart adore you and hope of a life spent with you. So, and here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God, you're altogether lovely and altogether worthy and altogether wonderful too. One more time, so here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, and you're altogether love, and altogether worthy, and altogether wonderful to me. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we magnify who you are. God, we want our lives to Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, amen. What an honor to serve the Lord. What an important thing to walk with God. And it's something we never want to take for granted. It's something we never want to take lightly. But we want to serve the Lord with all of our hearts and to love Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. And give ourselves completely to Him. Every opportunity, all of our lives, give ourselves to the Lord. Amen. What a privilege today to be in His house.